Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, and welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Monday, October 17th. And if you heard a snort in the microphone, that was Mr. Matt's right. Let's go, Matt. You would think Matt would know these things are on. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought I was, I felt like I was five feet away from the microphone. (laughs) Nope. Right in it. Uh, (laughs) Today is Monday, October 17th, and we're coming to you in review for Sunday, October 16th. And, uh, it's been an eventful past week, I would say. Mm. So what what did you guys have go on this weekend? Well, I found it funny that last week I uh, had mentioned that we were going to Warrior Day, and you two guys actually wound up there, and I did not. Yep. Uh, we were, me and the fam, we, we helped out at the food bank that morning, and it just went long, and so it just kind of killed the, the opportunity to go. But mm. nevertheless, yep. I just couldn't wait to hurry up get back and watch a football game that would disappoint me so <laughs> as i was uh as i was coming back from warrior day i passed past you changing out the church sign at the food bank so okay yeah the hands and feet of christ yeah so it was uh it, it was i warrior day was cool though it was uh um we did what vendors did you check out there um, the first, the first people we saw when we walked up were, um, the people at Westside, um, uh, Micah and all them were out there. Yeah. Um, there was a late, we, we really didn't like look too hard at like each individual vendor. Um, it was kind of more of like what catches our eye. Um, and there was one vendor that was selling Christmas ornaments, which I'm not, my mind's nowhere near Christmas. It's middle of October. And, um, on some of the ornaments were dog faces that she had painted and Cherish is like, Mac, can we please go over there and get a dog <laughs> ornament for, for the dog? And I was just like, no, let's for just the dog. Going. Don't say the dog, call it by its name. For Frodo. <laughs> for Frodo. Um, which side note, what's funny is, um, like, I think it started over the weekend. We've started calling him Mr. Frodo. <laughs> no. I like it. Yes. Mr. Frodo. Yeah. No. I like Come it. on, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I like it. He's going to yeah. think his name's Mr. <clears throat> By the way, since we're on Lord of the Rings, are you guys watching the Rings of Power? Nope. I watched a few episodes. Um, I watched it all the way. I've, I watched them make the rings. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like the season finale. Oh really? So you've watched the whole thing? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you're you're ahead of us. What does that tell you? Well, that just means. <laughs> did you enjoy it? it? Means that I I did I did because I I enjoyed because I've seen the trilogy. I enjoy. It's almost like Star Wars going back. You're trying to figure out and tie in the lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. There's a there's a twist. If you're if you've been watching it, I'm not going to give it away. But there's. There's a twist. Um, you think you know who? How do you say the evil guy's name? Sauron. 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 The way they say it is, is it like Sauron. But Sauron. Sauron. Yeah, Sauron. How do you say it, Blake? Sauron. Sauron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a big twist as to actually who Sauron is. Hmm. You think you know who it is, and then it's the other guy. Just saying. Me knows. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, Warrior Day was uh, was fun. It was uh, the guys there did a good job. I know you know the mayor and several of the city council, and they did a great job. They, um, I, I, I complimented one of them in particular. I was like, whoever's idea it was to have so many trash cans spread out through the place. Did you notice that? Yes. How, how many trash cans? They yes. Had? They did a really good job with that. They had trash cans like every ten feet, just about pretty all, much <laughs> all the way down through the strip of Warrior there. So you think they probably um, had like a bad year? <laughs> I didn't. So they no, picked up trash. I for was days. I was a little disappointed though because the reason that I went, I didn't think that I was going. Well, then 
uh, my wife informed me that my youngest daughter was dancing at Warrior Day. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> for, uh, well, y'all do have a business there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so she informed me that we're dancing. So we, I, we get up, we head over, and right after that, she has a ball game where she's cheering at. So we go to Warrior Day, and we get there. I'm trying to find somewhere to park, find somewhere to park. Then I'm the guy who's carrying all the pom-poms in for oh, the dance yeah. team. So I got a big tote full of pom-poms. <laughs> and I get in there, get them all situated, and then I start looking around. Well, the first thing you notice when you walk into a festival like that is the smell yep. of the food. Yeah. Like somebody's grilling some peppers and onions mm. and <laughs> some bratwurst and things. Anyway, so I was like, I'm about to, I'm about to make my loop and find <laughs> out what I want to eat. Because yeah. I had not eaten breakfast, and this was at like, 9 30 ish mm. something like that and they were supposed to uh dance at like 10 30 so i was like oh i got an hour and i was like it's never too early for funnel cake like i'll get what it, i'm just i'm hungry i'm gonna get something <laughs> and so we uh i make my loop and i'm walking around so i'm like okay i'm gonna go back and check in with them and see how far behind we are or ahead whatever and i'm gone for like maybe 15 minutes and i get back and Cass is like where you been? It's over. <laughs> you missed it. I missed her dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she was like, and "She was like, well, did are we you going? have a Brockworth stinger?" <laughs> no, no, no. I had nothing. I had nothing, and that was what made me even more irritated because oh. I was like, "Well, I didn't even get my food. All I did was walk around and look to see what I wanted." <laughs> yeah. I did get a lemonade, and I was a little disappointed in it. To be honest with you, I didn't mm. choose wisely on the lemonade. Anyway, but I got a lemonade and. So I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, well, can we walk around then? Because I'm hungry. And she's like, no, we got to go. <laughs> so that we're there for the dance and then we're gone. Yeah. So then I'm lugging pom-poms back to the minivan to jump in the minivan. And so drive. you smelt the food, walked around, looked at it. And didn't get got, any. Got it whittled down to a few. Yeah. And then you never even got to make That's a choice. Awful. I was going, this one That's lady. Hard. Yeah, this one lady That's had awful. a thing set up where she was doing... Um, she was doing these ultimate cheesesteaks is what she called it or Let's something go. like that. And it yeah. was just like a cheesesteak loaded, mm. loaded to the brim. That's what I was going to go for. Anytime I smell those onions mm. and peppers and mm. stuff, that's the first thing I crave is a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. So anyway, mm. it was a good time though. And then <clears throat> I ended up going to uh, corner community park games. Anyway. Mm. So their regular season is over with now for the community park. Now they move into the playoffs. There you go. Playoffs. Mm. We're mm, talking mm, about mm. playoffs. Mm. Anyway. Cool. Yep. So what else did y'all do? I actually ate food at Warrior Day. What'd you eat? Um, okay, so believe it or not, I'm not kind of like you you were saying last week, I'm not a huge barbecue person. Like right. it's very rare that I want barbecue. Um, and honestly, like the only times I'll really eat it are places like that where you walk up and you're like watching them cook it and all this kind of stuff. And so we had done the same thing. We had done a loop around the entire thing just to see what all was there. And, um, we came back around and right there towards the center was, I think their name is big bearded or big beard barbecue. And so we, there wasn't like, there wasn't a line at the time. It was probably 11, 15, 1130 in. So we hop in line and we order some food and they have jalapeno mac and cheese. Mm. Mm. So I, we both get the barbecue sandwich and the jalapeno mac and cheese. And um, I, for one, cherish love spicy stuff. I, for one, do not like spicy, anything spicy. It was amazing. Mm. Best supposedly spicy mac and cheese that I've ever had. You're was, a man. I loved You're that a man. Mac and you cheese. don't like anything spicy? I don't like spicy stuff. Can you say that again? <laughs> Tell us one more time that you don't like spicy stuff. No. <laughs> Dang it. That uh, I'm just gonna I stop can talking. do this all day. I'm gonna stop talking. But Matt, Matt no. wanted to tell you all. I don't like spicy stuff. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. So yeah, they're they're um me for one. I love the spices. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you got oh goodness gracious! New uh, toys, new toys. I love it. Blake's over here nerding out. Um, 
We're adding so many entertainment elements. But yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. It was really good. So I noticed the one that was intriguing to me. I don't eat grits, but there was this one trailer, food trailer that was set up, and then it was like, and and the giant banner on the outside said, "Home of the world famous grit balls." What? <laughs> what? I guess it's like a deep fried grit, or like they take grits and put them in ball. I guess I don't know. But it was the most expensive thing on the menu, and they had like, you know, all kinds of sandwiches and everything else. But the grit balls were the most expensive things, which makes me think, okay, whatever they are, they're substantial. Yeah. Right. So right. anyway, I wanted to see them, even though I don't eat grits. I wanted you, to see them, but you I didn't see them because you. But no, because I made my loop and left. <laughs> I showed up to Warrior Day to carry pom poms in and out. That's why I came. Yeah. Grit balls. Yeah. Like what? What do you have to be going through in life to? <laughs> to I'm experimenting here. I'm just got. Yeah. Well, take some grits and. I uh I yeah I did I unfortunately didn't get to have anything. I mm. I I I, I, lo- I love. There was a there was one guy that was making. Did you see the the food truck that was doing uh, bacon candy? No, I didn't. Yeah, it was candied bacon. So, mm. which we have a. Uh, uh, we have a, a member here at our church uh, that did that for a a wedding tea, I believe it was. Mr. Casey Fuller did it for his brother-in-law's wedding tea, if I'm not mistaken. And he did candy bacon or bacon candy type thing. But it's basically bacon that is laid out and it has pepper and then lots of brown sugar and mm. honey on it mm. or something like that. Mm. It's really good. This is a picture of grit balls. Now that does look good. It it, it's fried. I'd eat them. Is it, are they on a tortilla? What is that? No. Or is that just on a plate? No, it's, it's just, just a plate. On a plate. Oh, <laughs> I've yeah, never. It looks st- like maybe they probably add some spice into the crust or something. Hmm. I but bet it's, it's just good. it's just yeah. grits rolled up into balls and then that's deep, it. Deep fried. I just. But I don't. I don't really eat grits, you yeah. know. But I. But at the same time, it's like if they're world famous. I mean, <laughs> congratulations! <laughs> you did it! You did it! <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. That's a little shout out to our children's Christmas play coming up in December. Yeah, yep. they're going to be doing doing Elf. Yes. So nothing else. <clears throat> nothing else interesting happened. Nah. I did a wedding Friday night for okay. uh, Krista Smith and Joe Rodriguez. Congratulations. That's hard to say the last name Rodriguez. Did you roll your R? I did at the end when I said. It is now my honor as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ to present to you Mr. and Miss Joe Rodriguez. I, I really felt like I was at a baseball park. Yeah. I wish I would have been lineup. there for that. Do it one more time. I wish I would have been there for that. <laughs> and now, <laughs> introducing Mr. and Miss Joe Rodriguez. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. I quit. All right. Well. I, I, again, I didn't. Uh, I wish I would have got to experience more Warrior Day, but I did mm. not. That's so. I don't have many stories to tell. Okay. Say what? All right. So, say what segment for today is this? Uh, this one caught my eye. Okay. Patient plays saxophone. While undergoing brain surgery in Italy. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Okay, why? Because because <laughs> he's awake. Because you have to stay awake. You have to stay right? awake for brain surgery, and oftentimes not always. Most of the time, um, and oftentimes they will like talk to you and make sure that that you can still move certain parts of your body, like your fingers and your hands and feet and stuff like that, while they're operating on you. Why? I don't know, so they don't like damage something, per- you know, permanently. Why would he play saxophone? Because he does it for a living. I just wanted to see if you really knew what you were talking about, or if you just stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> this is from October fourteenth of twenty twenty two, so this is very recently. Doctors in Italy shared details of a recent delicate brain surgery during which a patient remained awake playing the saxophone. I don't know how to say the name of this place, but it looks like Padilla International Hospital in Rome said in a news release that the 35-year-old patient identified as just G, okay, mm. uh, was 
you know, for anonymity's sake, I guess, was kept awake and played his saxophone during the nine-hour surgery to remove a tumor from his brain. Yep. Wow. All right. So here's the reasoning. Doctors said the musical performance allowed the surgeons to map the different functions of his brain as they operated. Yeah. This is from the doctor, quote, awake surgery makes it possible to map with extreme precision during surgery the neuronal networks that underlie the various brain functions, such as playing, speaking, moving, remembering, counting. This is from Dr. Christian Brogna, who led the surgery team. The goal of the awake surgery is to remove the brain tumor or vascular malformations, such as a cavernoma located in specific areas of the brain while preserving the patient's quality of life. Wow. Brogna said the surgery was a complete success. That's awesome. So it kind of makes me think maybe these doctors are, because, you know, when you do a brain scan, you know, a lot of times the neural activity is like color-coded and stuff based on, yeah, you know, and so may, I bet you that's, because that was my initial reaction was I bet you they're looking at scans as he's playing and watching yeah. how the different what areas are lighting up? I guarantee you, up. they're looking at a screen. They're mm-hmm. not looking at his brain. Yeah, like so. what areas are lighting up, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I almost get the sense of like somebody, like an electrician with like a, uh, some sort of like current tester, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got 16 ohms over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like testing, boop, and get a signal. It's yeah. like that way. It's lighting up now. Or like yeah. in other words, it's getting signal now. Yeah. And now it's not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cut now. Oh. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Why, That's why does insane. this portion only light up when he plays George Michael? You know? <laughs> I wish I had that lick. If I could play that lick, it's like if I could dunk a basketball, like really dunk a basketball. Yeah. I, can, I can sort of dunk a basketball. Okay. <laughs> if I, I'm just kidding. If I could really dunk. I don't, like You're I needed just playing to, up to the Teen Wolf thing. Like I needed to tell y'all I was kidding. Uh, if I could really dunk a basketball, I'd dunk one every time I walked into a gym. Wouldn't you? Every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> if if I could play, uh, is it Care- is Careless Whisper? Yeah. Is, is that the name of it? I can't play it without getting us flagged. But the mm-hmm. little saxophone lick, if yeah. I could play that, I, I mean, I would just I would just carry a miniature saxophone in my back pocket and play it all the time. <laughs> That's my second. Okay. I did not put any type of vocal effect on <laughs> that, Joey. That, that, was that, really, was, that was pure. That was my saxophone. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Kenny G. Um, yeah. So here's a question for you about that. So let's say it's you getting brain surgery, and they're like, we need you to do something that you normally do that, like, lights you up, that, you know, like a hobby or something. What would that be? What would you be doing during brain surgery while you're still awake? Um, praying. What? Oh my no, word. you would not. Wow. Oh my Am I the word. only spiritual one here? <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you? What would you do? Like, what would? What would get your brain neurons firing? He don't know. I'm thinking. I know what mine would be <clears throat> most likely. Eating popcorn. <laughs> Probably watching a football game. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm constantly hmm. looking like seeing like what coverage are they in? You know, exactly. Kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're breaking it down. <laughs> yeah, there's um it's funny, well, it it goes along with this, but there's a guy who um had something similar happen probably about five or six years ago, maybe a little longer. Um, a guy from Florida who had to who had a tumor um and he had to have it removed and they asked him to stay awake. Uh-huh. And he was like a vlogger, like a video blogger for YouTube. And he did it for a living. Like, and that was his thing. Like, and he broke the Guinness Book of World Records, like filmed every day and uploaded a video to YouTube every single day for like 10 years straight. And so he filmed his own brain surgery. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like literally, it's, it's you can you while can go it's look. happening to him. Yes, that's insane. Because they needed him to do something like right. that, and right. so he did what he did every day. Hmm. Yeah. So I think I would, honestly, I think I would. And this is going to sound real mature. I think I would be playing a video game. 
I yeah. really would. Like not not like not like Galaga. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking like strategy, strategic, you know, mm-hmm. building empires kind of thing. Something that makes me think and have to, you know, work through the logistics. So hmm. that's an interesting thought. But I just can you picture what that looks like? That's and, crazy. And not only if you were in the room looking at it, but then imagine sitting there. Would you feel them? You can't. But would you not feel the pressure? Because I know like when, when I had LASIK surgery, it was like I could feel that pressure even though I couldn't feel anything. Hmm. Yeah, I know you can feel them like when they go into the top of your head, but once they start like working on your brain, you cannot feel it. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about being still. Hey, just hold still while I do this. Don't. Uh, no problem. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like getting a haircut. Don't move. Don't. <laughs> don't jerk. <laughs> no sudden. I got to sneeze, doctor. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. What if you had to Man, sneeze? that's terrifying. <laughs> or even cough. <clears throat> right. That's making me uncomfortable, y'all. I don't want to talk I know. About we it. need to move <laughs> on. Sorry. Yeah. Let's move on. That was so, a bad one. <laughs> Sunday, uh, part three of a sermon series, Against All Odds. We were in First Peter chapter 4. Mm. Ver- you read verses 1 through 5, mostly covering verses 1 and 2, though. That's all I covered was 1 and 2. You read <laughs> verses 1 through 5, though. I did. Uh, some of my first uh, notes that I had from yesterday was um, uh, you uh, started off kind of a with an opening illustration of uh, Ivy's cupcake business. Well, you know. <laughs> Batter up. Hey, she keeps changing her major. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you were talking about who likes. Did you see how high my hand went when you talked about who? Likes when it? I said who likes cupcakes, <laughs> your hand went straight up. Like <laughs> me, I was like, is he going to give one out? Me. Uh, it was like it was the same face that I saw this morning when you realized there was a a cookie in the. <laughs> yeah, we got a cookie cake given we to did. us. Uh, yeah, I do love cupcakes. Mm. I love cupcakes. As a matter of fact, this is like two weeks ago. My daughter had is her birthday week, and uh, she had gotten some cupcakes for her birthday. And she likes cinnamon stuff. And one of the cupcakes were cinnamon roll flavored cupcakes yeah. with cream cheese icing. Let's go. So yeah, I totally justified eating one for breakfast one day. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, anyway, yeah. But I did like the illustration of you talked about uh, you're using that to get into the segue into um, cupcake wins, like for football games and stuff. How right. a big school will play a small school and is considered a, they're considered a cupcake, mm-hmm. just kind of a pushover. But a lot of times, you know, and you use some of the illustrations of uh, you know, like when teams play somebody and they think it's going to be an easy win, like Texas A and M play in Appalachian State, and mm-hmm. it turns out. Not so easy. Sometimes they even lose the game. Or if they don't right. lose, they know they've been in a fight. Exactly. And yeah. it's, like you said, it's more of a cupcake war. Right, right. And uh, and you use that to point out the fact that in this life, we don't have soft victories. Yeah. No. Yeah. That led us to verses 1 and 2. I don't have the scriptures here. Yeah, I got it. It's um, He says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. Yeah. So it's like, and one of the things you said off of that was, how, where do we get off telling people that following Christ is going to be easy or kind of even beginning to put out that type of persona? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, surely you guys have heard this to your blue in the face, but we really do struggle with... Nowadays, this easy believism type, mm-hmm. you know, thing, and you know, and it's, um, and I think it's just a misunderstanding, you know. Yeah. I really do. I think it's a, you know, like I said, I think I said last week, where you know, like you walk into Times Square and you're overwhelmed with all this signage, and you begin to think, man, the world has nothing to say, but man, they know how to say it. Yeah. And yet, the the Christian, you know, follower of Christ has everything to say we have the message of hope you know we have we have the hope for a lost and dying world 
we have everything to say, but for some reason we struggle with how to say it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we say it in such ways and we want wins. Like we want people to come to know Christ and we want that so much that we, we kind of dumb it down, I think, by accident. And um, I mean, some people get real upset about that kind of stuff, but I don't, I just understand that, you know, like I told the illustration of the guy that was, you know, I was tagging along with him because he was witnessing and literally was, you know, witnessing to this guy. And I was learning from him, gleaning from him and how he was handling it and stuff. And he, he really just came from the angle of like, Jesus did all the heavy lifting for you. And so there's nothing left for you to do but say yes. And Mm -hmm. it's an easy win. Like, why? it's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you do this? And so I was tracking with him that whole way until I got to that, until he said that at the end where it's it's an easy win, it's a no-brainer. And I'm like, yeah, that didn't line up with Luke 17, you know, where Jesus is like telling us to count the cost, you know, and think long and hard before we make this move. Right. Yeah, you... It's basically, and one thing you said is like, where's the warning that you're going to suffer? Like, if you say yeah. yes, if you say yes to this, you're going to suffer. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I think I think we we soften um, we soften our invitations sometimes. Mm, yeah. um, and once again, I'm not I'm not judging. I'm just saying, and I'm not hating. I'm saying I think a lot of times, you know, pastors or or just evangelists or whoever, just. I mean, I just think they naturally drift into that because mm. even when I'm teaching scripture, my, you know, I understand that rule that the genius in the uh, the room is not the person who can take something simple and make it, you know, difficult to understand. The genius in the room is someone who can take something that seems to be extremely difficult and make it so simple a child can understand it. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we get caught in that trying to make it simple but we make it, but I think we lose some of the um, substance that yeah. that comes with the gospel. And there, there is, I mean, there's a huge kind of, not a red flag, but kind of this blinking light on the dashboard that says, are you sure? Are yeah. you sure? Do you know what you're getting into? Yeah. You know? Yeah, we, we want to be just the perfect salespeople, you know, give the perfect sales pitch to where it's like, how could, you know, how could how could you say no to this or why would you not you know why would you not respond to this but the truth is it's like okay one of the things you said is you know the probably the only guarantee i can make you here is if you if you come down you know if it's like a come down all <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, altar call yeah. if you, or period if you say yes to jesus uh, things are probably going to get worse <laughs> yeah yes. yeah most likely that's yes. that's probably the the best guarantee i can yes. give you because I mean, and Jesus, you know, he said that, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can you can kind of look at this from whatever angle you want to. If you want to look at it from like a spiritual warfare type yeah. angle, it's like, yeah. well, what threat are you? Yeah. Right. You know, you, right. at this stage, you're no threat. Yeah. But now you cross that line. Now you become a threat, right? And so exactly. it's like, so there, you can look at it from that angle or you can just look at it from the angle of what came out of his mouth. They hate me. They'll hate you also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that's the guarantee that I'll, that I'll make you. If like, you say yes to this, like last night, I was um, I went to the Fields of Faith mm-hmm. down at Jasper High School, which shout out to Ricky Bowen, the FCA Walker County FCA guy, mm-hmm. but he's also the FCA guy here at Corner and a couple of other Jefferson County schools. But anyway, Fields of Faith, I, I I don't remember how many people were there. I showed you a video, Matt, and mm-hmm. it was good good crowd out there, millions, millions, <laughs> but. Uh, and 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 hey, I gotta I gotta say, my son impressed me. He was up on the panel, you know, being asked questions and stuff. But I didn't. That was my first time to go. I thought the whole thing was just going to be those kids on the panels, but no, it was all setting up for this one senior girl from Jasper High School who was going to share her testimony. And she got up there and she started talking, and um, her name is Sam. And she starts talking, and and you could just see where this was going. She was like, my life was awful. My life was awful. I was suffering. I was suffering. I was miserable. I was miserable. But then I found Jesus, and I started cringing like, oh, no. She's about to go, and my life has been so wonderful since. It's been so amazing. I was waiting for that that to you know that bad testimony yeah (laughs) because in my heart i'm like nope you're lying (laughs) like i was waiting for her to go there and you know what she said it shocked me she was like it was i was miserable and then i met jesus and she goes and i'm gonna be honest with y'all 
I think it's been harder. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I sat up in my little mm. lawn seat, you know, and yeah. I was like, okay. And I and shout out to her, man. Here's a senior in high school and she crushed it out of the park. Yeah. And so yeah. So I, I I think we're I think we're missing the fact that Jesus has called us to suffering. And he was very clear about that. He wasn't a salesman. He didn't have anything up his sleeve. And and I think we forget that Jesus made that same invitation, and he has drawn billions yeah. with that invitation. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Good job, Sam. So the, um, <laughs> the, the point that you made there was like essentially knowing that that is what you're being called to, who in the world responds to that? Yeah. Like who in their you know, right mind would respond to it? And it's basically those that feel like that how could they not they have no other choice like mm. they they feel yeah know, not not it's it's obligation but it's obligation that's way uh it's drowned under a desire to you know what yes. i mean i think that's yeah, key that is it's key. not it's not mm. just like i feel obligated to it's like um the challenge is not just to pursue righteousness but to prefer it mm. so it, it's not just i'm obligated to it's like yeah, okay, maybe I am obligated to, but much more so, I just really, really want to. Exactly. Like, I'm just, yeah. Like, it's a, it's it's getting to that place where you realize it's an honor to suffer for Christ, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I made this comment, too, and I thought, I thought, I figured you guys might bring it up, and I might be getting ahead of you, but when I was um, talking about, you know, what would cause someone to come down and accept an offer like that, you know, like, Hey, come accept me, surrender your life to me. Your life's probably going to get worse, but it's going to, I'm going to make your death purposeful. Right. I'm going to make your death count. I, you know, what would cause somebody to say yes to that? And my whole take on it was, was basically that people who, um, maybe people who are already suffering, people who are already, who already understand, you know, the depth of where they are mm-hmm. and how dark their soul is right. and, and how far gone they are. And, and I, I think, you know, I, I know I quoted Luke seven forty seven where Jesus said, he who forgives little loves little yeah. or, or whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Right. And, uh, and I think, I think that's where somebody who is willing to accept the suffering of Christ that comes with, be, you know, becoming a believer and a follower I think it's somebody who is like, hey, you know what? If he can save somebody like me, yeah, that's yep. that that's that to me that's marrying up. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. They get in that mindset, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of people find themselves in that boat, and and that's why I think that you know, I think it's important for people to understand that you know. And I quoted this great theologian, Blake Wingo. You're worse. Than you think. By the way, what did you think when you saw that come up on the screen? I mean, I felt the air leave the room. Uh, <laughs> the breath of the Holy Spirit. Definitely the most powerful point in the <laughs> message by far, without a close second. Hey, um, what was funny is it took people a minute. <laughs> it yeah. took them a minute, and yeah. then they started getting it. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, yeah, you did. And I wasn't joking, though. I mean, that's a great line. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it a great, was, it's well, a great it quote. Was, it was funny. And I was actually joking with with Hope afterwards because we oh, were yeah. laughing about it because uh-huh. she had posted something out there on um, – <laughs> she had posted, I think, that on Instagram, on our Sunday Gravy Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's right. She did. And I have a friend who is more from like the, you know, kind of – I don't want to say this in a nice way um, – high church kind of Presbyterian type background yeah. or whatever. And he when he saw that, like he liked it. <laughs> and then but then somebody else liked it that i know was like you you get what i'm saying i know what two you're people liked that that for very different, different reasons. reasons one yeah. of them liked it because they thought but don't put them in the same room though right right one of them <laughs> liked it because they thought it was funny uh-huh. and maybe a, a tad bit sarcastic yeah but then the other one liked it because it was just like, that's so true. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you could not say something more truer. And like it. that was a, it. anyway, that was, that was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you followed that up saying, you know, we're, we're just not aware of how ugly we are on mm. the inside. And then you read Jeremiah 17. 17 9. Nine. It's powerful, man. Do you have that? Yeah, I do. It, it says the heart is deceitful 
above all things and beyond cure. Yeah. And that was where we emphasized. And then he says, who can understand it? You know, I mean, when you think about the, the deceitfulness of the heart beyond, you know, the fact that you are, you know, uncurable, like there, that just literally means, and I, <laughs> I don't know if y'all picked up on this, but when I, I said this, I said, what that means is in translation is no hope for you. And, you know, yeah. and I'm sorry, but when I said it, the soup Nazi came into my head. <laughs> When I said it, remember the soup Nazi oh, on no, Seinfeld? Yeah. Like, no soup for you. No soup for you. Like, yeah. I, 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 I tried not to go there. I was yeah. like, but in my mind, I was like, oh, no. But, yeah, but no, that literally means you're uncurable. There's no hope for you. You know, there's mm. there's no chance for you. And um, and that's, that's kind of when I w- went off on this thing about we just don't really realize how scary we can really be, how dangerous we are to ourselves and others. We just don't understand the destruction and evil that lies dormant mm-hmm. yeah. in our hearts. And, um, and, uh, and our hearts are so deceitful that they, they even lie to us. They go, oh, it's all good. Nothing here to see. Move along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I think from there is where you went into the portion where you read the text message that you'd gotten from one of our members. Yeah. That I honestly... I felt like that was the most powerful part of the message. I agree. That just hearing that from, you know what I mean, from someone else's. That's right. Like you're hearing like the true, uh, what them processing all yeah. all of that, and that's that it. that that was raw. I guess is what mm, I'm saying. That, extremely. That that's what was cool about it is how raw that it was. Yeah, um, it was it was real. I yeah. Because that's what somebody texted me in private, mm-hmm. and and when it was texted to them, it would never become public knowledge. And so when I read that, I was like, this is, I mean, because it's one thing for me to teach it and preach it. It's another for them to see a demonstration of it. And so I was like, I've I've got to at least ask and get permission to use it. And I I thought, honestly, I know this person, they're very private. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting for them to go, sorry, sorry, not going to happen. But they literally, the only thing, the only requirement they gave me was, do not use my name because I don't want any glory right. for that. I don't want anybody to think anything special about me. Um, and, um, and you know, if you read it, if you read it, read every word. Don't skip over it. Yeah. And I was like, well, it talks about your wife in there. Read every word. Yeah. And so it was yeah. pretty, it was pretty it was powerful. Good. From there, we went back in, uh, well, not back into, you were talking about suffering the whole time. Um, one of the quotes that I that I jotted down in my notes that I really liked is when you said, suffering is a weapon God uses in your war against sin. Mm. I like mm. that idea. Yeah, because um, he makes the statement there that because whoever suffers in the body is done mm-hmm. with sin. Like, there's no other way to deal <laughs> with that translation um, like that, and... And I quoted uh, Wayne Grudem there where, you know, he's a guy that we 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 love his stuff. We teach his stuff here all the time. A ton of our people here know him, have his books and stuff. So I quoted him when he said, whoever has suffered for doing right and has still gone on obeying God in spite of the suffering it involved has made a clear break with sin. Yeah. And so so that that was when I made I, I made the comment suffering is a weapon in your war against sin. We've never I don't know if you have you guys ever thought about that suffering being something that actually gives you an advantage or an edge against battling temptation yeah. in your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've heard it kind of framed similarly to that before. I really liked the idea of the the um um the cupcake war that you uh-huh, use because uh-huh. you know ultimately th- this is what's interesting i thought it was such a good illustration because say for instance you're watching uh one that you brought up that you know alabama nick saban's first year they lost to louisiana monroe mm-hmm. they struggled greatly not that year i think it was two years later i was at the game they struggled <laughs> greatly with georgia southern you yeah. brought georgia southern up because they were, they were running just a standard triple option, mm-hmm. and they just, you know. We had no answer. Yeah, they the, 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 the score was really close at halftime. I think it was tied at halftime. And then mm-hmm. Alabama ended up winning by, say, like 10 points or mm-hmm. two touchdowns, maybe something like that. 
And you kind of got the sense that's like they can't beat Alabama. Like watching the game, like mm. you know, you you kind of get the sense of like they they can't beat them, but they won't go away, mm. right? They're I just see. there, and um, and and in other words, it was like, and, and I know how this ends. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. And so that's why I thought it was such a good illustration because it's like it, when you talk about a cupcake war, it's like ultimately God will have victory over that. Whatever it is, and I'm not calling right. Alabama God. Okay, I'm just saying. Easy. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, compared to our lives, our our individual walks, it's like ultimately whatever that is in your life, God will have victory over that. But we're not how in that much, part of the story. We're not in that part of the story, mm-hmm. and how much you will have to suffer mm-hmm. is unknown. Mm. Absolutely. Like you will have to walk through suffering to get to that point, and yeah. how much suffering you'll have to walk through is not guaranteed one way or the other. Yeah, like Absolutely. it may be extreme. Because let's be honest, wouldn't you agree with this statement? Sin would be so much easier if I didn't care about righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if you are a child of there God, there would be no battle. There would be no war. Right. I'm just getting you know getting at the idea of you are a child of God ultimately. You will be victorious, but it may be in seven overtimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, ultimately, you will be victorious. But That's it. it. So, yeah, just the um, – and then you, from there, you transition the whole idea of you start talking about the sin that you don't struggle with. I like, exactly. I like that. You I know, was going to get y'all's thoughts on that because that was uh, – Sins that we don't struggle with, yeah. we're, we're normally hard on or we're arrogant about when it yes. comes to others in a way. Yeah. Yeah, like, cause, cause, because, I mean, like, I mean, most people who know my testimony, you know, father, um, when I was 17, my father took his life. Um, he was an alcoholic. Um, I went into dark, a dark time after that. Alcoholism myself, I was already going down that path. Death of the father only compounded all that um, craziness and suffering. And, and, um, and so what's, what's crazy about, that moment is, is like when I came to Christ, when I surrendered to Christ, when, when I was overwhelmed with the gospel that, that he loved somebody like me, even in the state that I was in, it's unbelievable to walk away from that experience and move forward. And, and, and I think I said this in the sermon, I, the suffering didn't change much for me. I was already suffering greatly. So when I, came to Christ and realized that I was going to suffer as well and I was going to make sacrifices, then guess what? It really it didn't change for me much, but I felt like, you know, suffering for what is good versus what is evil, that's that's mm. the kind of suffering you don't mind, you know. Yeah. I would have glad that to me that's marrying up, right? And so so but after Christ, I can just tell you guys um and I think we all have that story of w- one sin or something where it was like just God took the desire for that away. Like it yeah. was, it's just not there. And, and I confessed, you know, um, if you're an alcoholic and you come to me for counseling, I, I have to confess, I don't have much mercy for you mm. um, because I don't struggle with that. And, and it's easy for me to go, Hey, if I don't struggle with it, then you shouldn't, you know? And the reality is, is that, is that the takeaway from that is that, when you have a sin that you don't struggle with, it's so much easier to judge someone else about that sin mm-hmm. because you don't struggle with it. Like, um, you know, so like if somebody says alcoholism is of the devil and it's, you know, and it's you're going to hell and all that kind of stuff, well, you know, they're going to have that thought about an alcoholic until maybe either they go through that, struggle with it, or someone they dearly love goes through it. And all of a sudden, they're going through a different... It's like a different mindset. It's like a, mm. a, a, a switch gets flipped. Yeah. It was just, and yeah, and alcohol being no different than any other drug. But they, you see that with people who have family members who are, you know, drug addicted and things yeah. like that. Cause, yeah. Because a lot of people would look down their nose at that, but they've maybe never experienced it very, very closely. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have we have quite a few people in our church that are uh, recovered, 
and I'll say it kind of past tense, recovered addicts, and and many of them came down after the sermon. They really did. I had two for sure that came and talked to me, and other and they were talking to. And they said they talked to some others, but two for sure came down and said, "Your your your point. You're dead on with that point." Hmm. Like, yeah. and it's interesting. Well, we we kind of you you ended. There was a, there were several more things in there, um, but you you ended with essentially, you know, what do we do with all this suffering? Um, hmm. I really like the 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 statement that you made where, where you said, if you can't trace the hand of God, trust his heart. Mm -hmm. I like that. That, Mm -hmm. that reminded me of uh, the one that I use a lot, uh, is, you know, he always has design in our difficulties, whatever it is that we walk through, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you finish with, you know, in suffering, you can give into it or you can grow through it. And Mm -hmm. so what that, what that made me think of, and I think that it, I think this is a John Piper thing, but it was essentially don't waste your suffering. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's kind of the idea. That that's was it. that was the big takeaway for me in this whole thing because if you can as a follower of Christ, if you can suffering is suffering, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and it's it's equal opportunity affects us all, you know, yeah. it rains on the just and the unjust, that that's sort it. of thing. So it the the ticket and the key though is to pre ahead of time if your heart and mind can reach a place where you realize what suffering is for, what it's about, mm. and no, no going in, under, and it's not going to make this easier in any way, shape, or form because it's like, okay, well, that that's, all sounds great, Blake, until you get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I understand that. Like, I fully understand that. But if you can, if you can reach a place in your heart and mind where you – where you can encapsulate suffering for what it, what God uses it for, like what you're saying in this yeah. message, and not waste it, and have that mindset going in, that's a game changer. Yeah, you know, like when when it finally hits, you know, exactly. Because if it if it doesn't, if like you say, when it finally hits, I would say when it finally clicks. Like if it doesn't click for you as a as a follower of Christ, if you bought into the lie that following Jesus was going to be better, is going to make your life better. Well, it did make it better, but not probably not by your definitions, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. But if, if, if it doesn't click, then let me tell you what happens, and it happens to so many believers, is that they come to know Christ, and then afterwards bad things happen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 40 years old, and they get diagnosed with cancer, and they're like, wait a minute, right. what? You know, and and all of a sudden there's this, you know, your best life is still waiting on you after cross kind of stuff. And they get disillusioned. And yeah. we I, we have so many so-called followers of Christ walking away from the faith because they went through something hard. And they're like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. Right. And and I feel like the capstone of yesterday was was um you know, when I just kind of got honest about my father's death, one one of the things I really struggled the most with um, was the the meaninglessness of it. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. You know, you're you're a grown man in your forties, and you're struggling with life, and you've got two kids. You know, and you got in in my book, and I think most people would agree. If you've got kids, then you've got every reason to live. You've got every reason to continue on, even if you do suffer, you know. And But I understand that alcoholism can be a mental illness and, and all that kind of stuff. But, dude, I'm telling you, I really walked, I really went through and suffered through that and walked away from that thing thinking my dad's death was meaningless mm. and pointless. But after I came to Christ, all of a sudden I began to realize about, that meaning doesn't come from things actually being the way you think they should be. Meaning comes from things being exactly the way God intended them to be. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that helped me. And, I, and that, that's, when I, that's why I told the story about John the Baptist, because that just, you know, he, here's a guy who Christ said out of his own mouth, greatest man ever born a woman. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow he's in prison like a dog, and upstairs they're throwing a big party, and they're dancing seductively in front of the king, and because of that, the king gives them whatever they want, and she runs to her mom and says, what do you want? And I, I could have half his king, up to half his kingdom, and 
She says, I want the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Mm-hmm. And so they go down and they sever his head. Now, when you think about that, greatest man ever born of woman, head on a platter because of party, because of a party. Yeah. It just seems so meaningless. But then, I, you know, I, you have to think in that moment, like when his head was about to be severed from his body, that God just... <laughs> Yeah. It's a glory awaits. You know what I'm saying? And so that I'm just saying Christ not only brought meaning and purpose to my my death, but also to my suffering mm-hmm. as well and stuff. And so that's that was a huge capstone for me on that whole thing. So yesterday was kind of personal. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of um I wanna I want to say it's in the book the explicit gospel that Matt Chandler wrote um, where he talks about God being present in the suffering. Yes. Um, and he said, God, it, I, it, this isn't going to be word for word, but he talks about how like a lot of people will look at God, like he's the ambulance driver. Like he shows up after the destruction or mm-hmm. after the pain or after the, whatever has happened. He's like, but for those who are in Christ, God is the surgeon. Mm. He's not, he's not the one showing up after the fact. He's, he's working in your suffering to make you better. Yeah. So, yeah. So while you're playing the sax, he's at work. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what you call a callback. Yeah. That's a callback. Um, so tell us about worship. What, mm. what? Worship was good. Um, we, th- we did a couple of throwbacks. We uh, started out with Our God by Chris Tomlin. Um, our God is greater. Our God is stronger. The bridge right there. Um, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Um, and then we did a new song um, that kind of reiterates that same thing, that Romans 8, Ephesians 2, you know, you've been brought from death to life. Um, nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Um, and then we did another Chris Tomlin throwback, How Great Is Our God, with a little bit of a How Great Thou Art tag on the end of it. Mm. Um, and then after, I made a lot of Project 28ers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then after the message, we did a song that is very raw, and actually some of the worship team had never heard it before this week. Um, and some of them were texting yesterday after, um, you know, we, we had left and everything and we're just saying like, man, that song is so raw and it's a song called though you slay me. And it's, it's more of a prayer. Um, you know, um, just, just saying like, though, though God, you slay me, I'll praise you though. You take, you know, though you take from me still, I will bless your name. Um, and though you ruin me, I'm still going to worship, um, trusting God through that process, kind of, kind of taking on that same mindset of like, God is using your pain and your suffering to mold you and shape you and, and, um, remove what's killing you from you. So Mm. that's cool. I felt like it was a good Sunday. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, what are we, what do we have coming up? Well, um, we've got... Uh, well, we're feed, feeding the football team. Yep, Friday. Friday. And then um, next Sunday is a big Sunday, the October 30th. We've but got, that's not next Sunday, is it? I guess that is next Sunday. Next Sunday, yeah. Not this Sunday. Not this next. Sunday, not next Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how this and next and all that. This Sunday quarter, would be... Quarter past. I don't know how that works. <laughs> this Sunday means the one that is coming. <laughs> gotcha. Next Sunday means the one that's coming after this uh, is uh, Baptism Sunday. And then at 4 o'clock, Trunk or or Tree. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Trunk or Tree, if you couldn't understand. Anyway, yeah, Baptism Sunday, we've got several people lined up to be baptized. It's going to be a good good Sunday. We're doing one service, is that right? One service. One service. At 10.30? Yeah, 10.30 a.m. on... October 30th, and then Trunk or Treat is at 4 o'clock from 4 to 6, so kind of be our window there. So mm-hmm. tell people if they can get by any time between 4 and 6 uh, to come on and visit us on October 30th. We got a lot mm-hmm. of trunks signed up, so it's going to be a good time. We'll have plenty of trunks, plenty of candy to go around. Uh, one thing that we need help with is... We need candy for donations, though, because mm. uh, one thing that we like try to do is supplement our trunks as they begin to kind of weed through the candy. If you were doing a trunk, 
We ask you to please, please, please bring as much candy as you can, but we will do our best to supplement you if you were to run out. So if you would like to donate candy, um, then please, this Sunday in our commons area and in our Kid Point area, we're going to have some Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris heads set up. <laughs> So a lot of people is going to ask. There are some listeners going, <laughs> They look more what? like Blake Wingo than Chuck yeah. Norris. What? Uh, say, You're what? talking about brain surgery, and now you're talking about Chuck Norris's head? Yeah. There's going to be some trash cans. They're <laughs> not look like Chuck Norris. They, they're not literal trash cans. Like, we don't use them they, for trash. They've never had trash in them. They're clean. Yeah, they were clean. specifically bought to receive candy. Yes, yes. That's it. And they are painted to look like <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> so you can <laughs> chuck your candy into them. Is that why we... Painting, no, we. Which, I think that's a stretch. They look chuck, more chuck your candy, because you can't say chuck is chunk. Uh, so I agree. But, but is that why we call? Is that why we painted them to look like Chuck Norris? I really think it absolutely had no intelligence behind it whatsoever. <laughs> I think it was just feed Chuck, like feed feed Chuck. Like I can't remember. I really cannot remember. I can't go back and remember. If there was any clarity there whatsoever. It's just trash cans that look like Chuck Norris. And and shout out to Amanda for doing them because they look just like Chuck Norris. Well, she did one and Tommy did one. They, oh, that's right. Tommy split. did the other. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And surprisingly, they looked very similar. Yeah, very good. One, one Chuck looks a hair angrier than the other. <laughs> and I don't want to say whose looks angrier because I don't want to create a stereo, or I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't yeah, want to do that. Yeah, just move on. But, they're, they're, <laughs> but they both look good, but yeah. then people have made the comment that they look more like me than they do Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Feed Blake. Yeah. So whether it's me or Chuck Norris, put your candy in the... Whatever gets candy here, do it. Yep. Yeah. So this Sunday and the next Sunday, yeah, you can bring candy and stick it in Chuck Norris's head. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then there's probably more going on, but um, two weeks after that is D Now weekend. Let's go yeah. for sixth through twelfth graders. Um, and we are hosting this year. It's an area wide D Now. There's about eight other churches, youth groups involved, and uh, we're the host church this year. So if you plan on attending D Now in your sixth through twelfth grade. Get registered online. Um, you can get registered on the website. The registration link is on Facebook. It's in the Instagram student Instagram bio. So it's everywhere. Get registered quick because we're putting a t-shirt t-shirt to order in next week. So if you want a guaranteed t-shirt, get or get registered. So I think you need to tell everybody what the theme is. But before you do that, I think Blake needs to do one of his effects. What he's going to tell the 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 theme of D now. The theme of D now. Uh huh. Yep. Okay, okay. I don't know if I can. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, go ahead. Caught you off guard. Um, <laughs> That's not a good. One. I don't have any. This ones year's for... <laughs> theme. Do it. Do it. Tell do us, it. Barry White. Is boundless. <laughs> I have no idea what he said. I, I was it's waiting for like a it's, whole it's, space it's, theme. It's boundless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the theme, yeah, the I theme, the theme is boundless. It is a space. It's everything is space themed space. this year. So if you're seeing like astronauts and space, outer space stuff, it's you know that that that's for D now. Boundless. Um, yes. And let me try um, a different one. Boundless. No. Let me try a different one. Boundless. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so everything is space themed this year. So if you're seeing like astronauts and stuff, that's kind of what that's for. And, um, it comes from the Hebrews 12, uh, throw off every weight and sin that, um, ensnares you and run the race with endurance. So, um, that's kind of in our, our speaker this year is Grant Partrick from Passion City Church, Atlanta. He'll be here with us that weekend. And, Sweet. uh, yeah. So we're super excited. It's going to be a fun weekend, and huge who, weekend. And who's leading worship? High po- <laughs> <laughs> I could do this. He's all dangerous day. with them things. I, I quit. High point worship. <laughs> He's quick on the drop. High point. <laughs> yes. Uh, High point is leading worship this year, and so um, yeah, we're super excited. So That's it's awesome. going to be huge. It's a lot of a lot of cool things happening behind the scenes. Some uh, some special surprises in in the works, and so you don't want to miss out. That's all I'm gonna say. Boundless, boundless. <laughs>
<laughs> That's right. All right. Well, next time then, I guess. Yep. Anything else? Y'all good? We're good. We're good. All right. Sunday Gravy. Thank you.